Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Let's Talk Low Vision, brought to you by the Council of Citizens with Low Vision International. My name is Dr. Bill Takesta, and this evening, I'm very, very proud to introduce to you our panel of speakers who are going to share with you some very helpful tips as you get ready to shop for Thanksgiving and the holiday season, which is coming up very, very soon. Uh, first, I'd like to introduce Miss Elsa Enriquez. Welcome to the show, Elsa. Thanks for having me. Yes. We love having you on all these programs, and pretty soon I think you're going to take over my job doing this show, okay? <laughs> Thanks for the compliment, but I think you do a great job. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> and next uh, we have from Los Angeles, Mr. Cellphone himself, uh, Julian Vargas. Welcome to the show, Julian. Uh, thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to be back here with you guys. Yes, we're hoping you could give us some good ideas on getting some great deals today. And last but definitely not least, we have our past president from CCLVI, uh, Mr. Richard Retta. Hi, Richard. Hi there. Hey, thank you so much. I know that you're you're traveling en route from work to home, so we appreciate you being on the call. You know, one of the things that many people with low vision often say is they often say that they do not enjoy shopping the way that they used to. And I often will ask them, well, why is it? They say, well, it is so difficult for me to find things. If I go to the grocery store, I don't know where these items are. I can't see the signs that are on the aisles to know if I'm in the correct aisle. And I might be able to see a can that's at eye level if I pick it up and bring it closer but I can't see all the other things. So many of them have even told me that they've just stopped shopping as often. Or others have stated, well, it's actually faster just to buy a frozen dinner. That way, I just pick up the frozen dinner and I don't have to find those other ingredients. What can you tell us about some of those types of shopping tips that work out really well for you when you go grocery shopping, Elsa? You know, um, I am what those people that actually enjoy shopping, I do not enjoy shopping for frozen foods. <laughs> <laughs> I like mine homemade, preferably. <laughs> and so I usually just go to the um, customer service area and request for uh, an employee to walk with me throughout the store to do my shopping. Um, I can bring a, a list with me with uh, the option of either having it written out for the person so that they can see what I'm talking about and not just hear it from me, um, or just say things verbally, or um, have it on a small recording device. Um, but often, it just really helps for me to be able to, to tell them um, you know, what I'm looking for, um, naming specific brands or sizes, uh, whether the container is plastic or, or glass, and colors. I noticed that a lot of times they would ask me colors, and so that actually caused for me to start asking more questions to my family and asking them to describe things to me. And when they would say, oh, I have it, I would say, great, can I have you place it in my hand so that I can confirm that it's the right one? And so that's something that's been very, very helpful. Now, how do you find the the workers at the grocery store when you ask for that? Are, are they really willing to help? Because I have never, ever thought about doing that. But if someone was really willing to do that, boy, that would save so much time. Um, you can walk up to a um, person behind a uh, register and they can page someone from customer service to come and meet you there. Or um, usually customer service is uh, towards the front of the store when you walk in, either on the left-hand side or right-hand side. But again, they can more than likely um, assist you with finding someone who can come and, and help you with your shopping. And usually they're the ones pulling the shopping cart or carrying the basket. And you follow, whether you follow... Um, 
just because you have a service animal like myself um, and you give the command to the service animal to follow, or you can, you know, hold on to the basket and uh, they, they will lead you that way. But just basically walk in and start talking. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So it sounds like it's really very, very simple. I'm going to have to try that. You know, one of the things that I have done before is I have called some of the local grocery stores and they say that you can ask them to go ahead and find your groceries for them. But that was okay. But sometimes they wouldn't pick the same brand that I wanted. Or if they're picking produce, it wasn't quite exactly uh, the size of a tomato that I wanted or something. Uh, Julian, what about you? What kind of tips have you found to be really helpful when you're shopping? Do you ask someone to help you, or do you pull out one of your gadgets? <laughs> well, uh, I will say that there are times that I have uh, asked somebody to help me, and one of the things I try to do if I'm going to do that is I try to come in to the store during a time when they're not so busy because it kind of uh, makes oh. it a little more helpful for them as well as for myself, but yeah, for the most part, um, especially once I know, like my local store, for example, I know where what all the aisles are, and until they go and they change it up on me again, I'm pretty good. <laughs> so I uh, I tend to I like to shop on my own. Uh, I do use my gadgets. Um, and another tip is also I like to go shopping at night. Uh, I like to go in the store sometimes around like nine o'clock at night when there's not nearly as many people in the store, because that way, as I'm using my gadgets and looking for stuff without any help, I don't feel like I'm so much people's way or, or um, you know, I, I don't have to... Uh, there's not as many shopping carts in the middle of the aisle and people to move around. So it, to me, I just find that an easier time of the, of the day to shop, is, is, or, you know, after 9 o'clock at night when there's not nearly as many people in the store. But uh, as far as my gadgets go, uh, one of the things I'll do beforehand is I will open up the app that uh, is put out by my local grocery store, and I will browse all of the specials that they have. Both uh, the the circular that they send in the mail is available through that app, as well as personalized deals since I belong to their loyalty program. Uh, and I can browse them. The, the sections are all uh corresponding to the aisles that the items are found. So I can sort of virtually walk down each of those aisles while sitting here at home in the comfort of my living room and find the things that are on, on sale or at a good price, and I can add them to a list in that app. And then when I get to the store, I can simply just open up the app and look through my list and uh, and find all the things that I, I want, and I know what aisles are going to be in. And then what I'll do when I'm there is the app also has a barcode reading capability. So, uh, again, since I already am very familiar with the aisle and the layouts and approximately even where in the aisle certain things are, it's not as difficult for me. So I'll pick up the, the can of soup, for example, if I know I'm in the soup section, and I'll just use their barcode scanner to scan it, and instantly it will tell me which uh, soup it is. And if it's the right one, then I throw it into the basket. If it's not, I put it back and I just look for another can and so on and so forth. So um, that's uh, that's that's kind of the way I do shopping. I have to do it. Boy, that sounds really easy. Now, uh, the application that you're referring to, these are applications that are put out by the grocery store specifically. Say that it's Albertsons or Vons or Ralph's or Kroger. Uh, those are the applications you're referring to? Yeah, most of your big chain stores have applications. Bonds is the one that I use. Uh, Walmart is another one that I use a lot when I when I go out that way. And uh, what I like, especially with the Walmart app, is that you can scan an item and it tells you not only what the item is, but it tells you its price. So I, I'm getting even more information than just the item because now I'm, I'm getting the info on the label, plus I'm getting the uh, the little tag on the shelf that's telling me what it's going to cost me. And how does this how does this barcode reader work? You hold it directly up against your phone, or do you hold your phone six or eight inches away? How do you how do you use that barcode scanner to get the prices? 
Yeah, it's uh, you don't hold it right up to the phone be- uh, because it's it is using the camera, so it's not uh, it's not like a, what you would think is a barcode scanning, which uses a laser, which that you would need to hold right up against the the product. Since it's using the camera, you can actually hold it, like you said, about six to eight inches away from the item. And I've learned in, over time by experience that barcodes are tend to be located in certain predictable places. For example, on cans, almost always you'll find that the barcode is either right to the left or sometimes to the right of the seam of the label of the can. So I, I kind of know roughly to aim that part of the can up toward my camera. So on one hand, I have the can. On the other hand, I have my phone. And it's just kind of I'm moving it around slowly, aiming toward the areas that I think the barcode is in. And uh, sometimes I get them right away. Sometimes it might take me 30 seconds or a little more. It just depends. Uh, on boxes, I, I found that uh, barcodes tend to be on the either the bottom, the top, or the side panels. Sometimes, if it's not there, then it's uh, usually on the back panel. So, and it's usually down by one of the corners. So, I um, I can I, like I said, I I can find stuff pretty easily this way. Now, Julian, when you do use an application uh, from Bonds, for example and you have picked those items that are on sale, do you have to take coupons with you, or are the coupons already in the application digitally so you don't have to hand the the cashier a bunch of your coupons? Uh, gone are the days of the coupons. So you They're see gone. how normally I – yeah, at least when you're doing it this way. So um, normally you get something in the mail every week that's got all the coupons for your local store. And then, yeah, if you want to – cash them in, you got to clip it and bring that all with you, which can kind of be annoying. Not to mention it slows down the line and everybody behind you kind of groans with annoyance. <laughs> so with this app, with this, all the coupons are loaded in. They're, they're, they're store coupons. So um, when I log in, I've already given it my loyalty card information. So it knows who I am. And it, it knows because you can choose the, the store because certain coupons are only good at certain locations. So it knows my local store because I've selected it. It knows who I am because I've entered my credentials. So as I'm looking for items either beforehand on the app or even if I just happen to make an impromptu trip and I'm in the store and I pick something up and I scan it with the barcode reader, it gives me, it'll show me if there's a special on that. And if there is, it gives me the option, a button I can double tap on that says add to card. So now I can add that to my loyalty card, and when I take it out to the register, the special is already there. I don't have to cut anything. I don't have to whip out any papers. I don't have to do any of that stuff. It's already automatically added, and when I get up there and either swipe my card or give the the, uh, clerk my number that's attached to my loyalty card, it instantly comes up. I'm I'm credited the difference. Boy, boy, that sounds... Really, really good. I'm going to have to tell my wife about this because she's always cutting coupons and she's trying to make certain is this expired or is it not. Boy. Well, what about in terms of pain? Um, Do you have any recommendations of using the iPhone or the Android phone or anything else to pay for your groceries to make it faster than writing a check? Oh, absolutely. I I love this topic. some of you may have heard that Apple recently introduced something called Apple Pay, which allows users of the iPhone 6 or 6 Plus to be able to use their phone as a business that takes Apple Pay to uh, to make purchases. And I remember how exciting it was because one of the businesses is Walgreens, which is right on the corner of where I live. So when it went live, I went over there. I did not bring a wallet. I didn't bring any credit cards. I did not bring a thing. Just just brought my keys and my phone because <laughs> I said, we're going to make this work. So I, I And, of course, I set it up beforehand at home um, through the phone. So once I had it all set up, I went there, bought some stuff. It was some uh, candy to hand out to trick-or-treaters before Halloween. <laughs> And I went there, my local Walgreens, I bought all this stuff, and then I said, okay, uh, here you guys take Apple Pay, so where do I need to put the phone? And he put my hand on the on the place to put it. And basically, it's the terminal, the, the terminal that one normally would use to swipe their card and enter their PIN. Uh-huh. So when I put my phone on the top of the terminal, uh, all of a sudden, it comes up speaking, and it, it tells me to verify the purchase by putting my, by using my fingerprint. 
which I've already got set up with my phone to work with called Touch ID. Put my finger on the reader and it buzzes again, and that's it. I get charged. And instantly also I get a notification through the Passbook app from my credit card that says you were just charged this much. <laughs> so it is so slick. It's it's really neat. And the cool thing is, is that uh, any place that takes Apple Pay will also take uh, a Google Wallet and, and other tap-and-pay systems uh, that exist. So so people who have Android phones can use their Google Wallet setup to, to work similarly, except that with Google Wallet, since most Android phones still don't have fingerprint readers in them, you do have to enter your pin on the screen to make that work. Wow, that sounds, you know, it sounds really very, very easy. And I'm just thinking to myself, can you imagine if everybody used these applications and, you know, Apple Pay, uh, the lines would really move a lot faster in a checkout. They really would. They certainly would. And not only is it convenient, but it is also very secure. In fact, it is, in my opinion, the most secure method of paying to date. Because unlike normal uh, cashless transactions that we've all been used to, where you take your credit card, you swipe it through, and then you sign uh, a paper or screen, and it doesn't matter, you can sign Mickey Mouse, the purchase still goes through, because it's it's not really for the purpose of, of verifying that you can make that purchase right then and there. The signature was always to be used if you were disputing charges, then they would look at it. So um, we've all been hearing more nowadays about these breaches in databases from from stores you know last year it was target this year i think twice now home depot's been hacked and they've gotten all the credit cards every time you go in there and swipe a card um if that company's database gets breached all of a sudden your car your credit card info is available to hackers and people who want to sell it on the black market with apple pay what happens is your the, the business never gets your actual credit card number they get a dynamic one-time use code that is generated randomly by your phone that uh, the, man, the, uh, the store can use to bill for that one purchase. And once they've billed for that one purchase, that's it. That number means absolutely nothing to anybody. Even if the store itself tries to put through another charge using that same number, it wouldn't work. It's a one-time use. It's a virtual one-time credit card, if you want to think of it that way. So when somebody hacks that store's database, they don't get your credit card number. They get some random set of numbers that, that's useless to them. Is that is that only with Apple Pay, or is it with the comparable type of pay with the Android phones? You know, I'm not sure because I haven't used this yet with Android phone. It's just so convenient with uh, with with iPhone. <laughs> um, I, I'd rather use that. But I suspect that it is going to work very similarly. It's the same idea that you are uh, you're using a virtual wallet, if you will, so that you're not swiping your card. Therefore, the uh, merchant isn't getting your actual card number. Great, boy, that's some great information. Okay, well, Elsa, how about for yourself? How do you generally pay when you're purchasing your groceries? or say that you're going to go to buy some clothing or other types of items. Do you use any of these types of advanced pay or are you using a checkbook, or how do you pay? No, no, I've never used a checkbook, actually. I've always used either cash or my card. But um, for the most part, I I tend to use cash, actually. (laughs) That's the honest truth. And, And for you, as you're using cash... Um, excuse me for asking, but I'm not certain. Do you have enough vision that you could read uh, the denomination on the currency, or do you use another device to read the currency? I fold my bills differently, where when I place them in my wallet, I know what I'm pulling out exactly, and when I hand the cash to the person that um, is charging me, I am very, very... um, precise about saying, you know, out of 20 or out of uh, $10. And they say, oh, yes, out of 20. And, you know, seem surprised that they, that, I'm, that I know what I'm telling them. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, so I, I do that ahead of time. And um, it's worked out great. Oh, you know, that's a really good point because I know that for myself, I was certain that I had only 20s in my pocket 
and I had paid for something at a 7-Eleven store. And when the guy gave me the bills back, I thought, God, it doesn't seem like there's enough. So I used my phone, my iPhone, and looked at what he gave me, and it was short, a $10 bill. So I said, you know, I gave you a 20 and he said, no, you gave me a 10 I said, yeah, I know I gave you a 20 because I just went to the ATM and I only have 20s. He says, no, you gave me a 10 And he, he wasn't going to back down, and I really didn't know what to do, and I just said, oh, forget it. But I think that's a really good point of what you're saying, Elsa, where you tell them what it is that you gave them so they know that you know what you, you had given them. Yeah, and I think a good option would have been to ask um, for them to call their supervisor or the manager. And um, if you had just gone to an ATM, you could just pull out your receipt and say, look, I was here just before. This is what I withdrew. I mean, if it doesn't have um, personal information that you you wouldn't want shared, you know, um, but just to make sure that you're, you're telling them that you are right and you know what you handed. And um, sometimes they would give you the money. And then the person that was assisting you would be in big trouble. <laughs> Yes. And, you know, getting back to the Thanksgiving shopping, uh, have any of you ever tried some of these online services? I've heard of grocery stores that do have an online service, and you could select your routine groceries that you normally select each week, and then if there's other things that you want more, you add those, and then they will go ahead and, and grab those items. Have either of you tried it or know of anybody who has tried grocery shopping in that way? I have not. I like to go in and make sure my produce feels nice and fresh, that it's not all mushy, um, and, and, you know, that it's not going to last long or that there are any dents in the boxes of whatever item I might be picking up or anything leaking. I, I just like to go and do things in person. Yes. How about you, Julian? Do you know of anybody who has used any of this type of computer shopping list service? Um, I, I do know of some friends that, that have used that from time to time. I'm with you guys, though. I, I like to go in and do my own shopping for that very reason. I, I like to I like to get my hands on it and, and make sure that it really is what I want to buy. But, you know, they are becoming increasingly popular. Amazon even now is offering they're, – they're getting into that area now. They, they call it Amazon Fresh. And you can sign up for that, and yeah, you can have your groceries delivered. And uh, ironically, it's also turning out to be the salvation of the U.S. Post Office because that's who they're contracting with to deliver a lot of this stuff. Is that right? Amazon is now delivering groceries through the Postal Service? Yeah, that's what I've heard. In fact, uh, this is something you might not have heard. Uh, I think through the holiday season now, the Postal Service is going to be making deliveries seven days a week. So oh. even on Sunday, if, if you've got packages and things like that, uh, you may find that you get a delivery on Sunday, which has actually been going on for a while. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an Amazon a Prime member, and when I buy stuff through Prime, I always get, uh, if it's Prime eligible, I get free two-day shipping on whatever I buy. And a lot of times, it's, it's either UPS or the post office. And yes, I found that... Uh, when it's the post office delivering it, I've had uh, packages delivered on Sundays and even on certain holidays. So it's kind of interesting how they're um, expanding their services to, to accommodate our growing needs for people who like to order stuff online. So uh, what is the Amazon Prime? Uh, that is just a Prime account that gives you faster delivery and you have to pay a fee each time, or how does that work? Well, the way it works is uh, it's an addition to your Amazon account. An Amazon account is free. It doesn't cost one anything. But normally, in order to get free shipping out of Amazon, you have to buy something like, what is it? I think it's now $35 worth of qualifying items before you can choose free shipping. And even when you choose free shipping, it's usually standard, you know, five to seven day uh, shipping. Uh, so you never know when you're going to get it. With Amazon Prime... It's, uh, I think it's what, for $99 a year, you have this benefit where anything that you buy on Amazon, if it's Prime eligible, which basically means just about anything that's sold directly through Amazon itself, 
not necessarily because sometimes Amazon is also sell things to third-party vendors or allow them to sell through Amazon. But a lot of the stuff that Amazon sells comes from their own warehouses. So anything that's Prime eligible, because I have this benefit, I get automatic free two-day shipping. So in other words, if I want to buy something that's only, uh, let's say, $5 or $10, and I want it in two days, and I don't want to pay shipping, with Amazon Prime, I can do that. So I don't have to wait till I have $35 worth of stuff to buy. Oh, that's great. I mean, that's actually a very good price, too, $99 for the whole year, considering that you probably maybe buying something at least once every two weeks. I do enough buying through them that for me it's worth it. They also have added benefits, too. I think they have like a, uh, a video streaming service or something like that that uh, normally they charge for that I think you can get free if you're a Prime member. Uh, from time to time I get emails and added benefits that they do for Prime members. So I, I love having it. It's just, it, it makes life easier. Uh, and I think in the long run, uh, I'm not. I think if anything, I'm saving money. And plus, you know, I don't. I don't have that headache anymore. If I want to buy one thing, I can buy the one thing, and not have to think about, oh, now I got to make thirty-five dollars worth of stuff to get the free shipping. Yes, no, I, I like that. I like that. Now, Elsa, do you do any shopping online through Amazon or other types of websites online, or do you <laughs> still primarily go to the malls? No, I really just not only grocery shopping, but just stores in general. I really like to get my hands on the product. Um, if it's clothing, I'm very, very meticulous about um, the quality, and I say, okay, this uh, this is missing a button. Nope, I'm not buying. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, you know, it has a string here. Nope, I'm not buying. So um, yeah, I really, that, really like right. to get my my hands on things and um, uh, quick. We, to to give an example, I went to a clothing store and I found a blouse that I liked, but I wasn't completely convinced. But I happened <laughs> to go back and um, and and I thought, oh gosh, I hope I find it. Actually, I should say a few days had gone by. But I go back and I ask uh, one of the employees to assist me. I described the way the blouse was, the the fabric, the colors, everything. And uh, she scanned through several racks, and she said, I'm so sorry, I couldn't find it. And I thought, mm, this just doesn't feel right. Ah, I just don't have much to do, so I'm going to kill time. And um, I started scanning a few racks, and then I show up at the uh, register, and the girl goes, you're still here. And I said, ah, yeah. And I said, here you go. And they're like, you found it. <laughs> yeah, because I recognized it by touch, you know. And I said, see, it has the creamy, the light gray, the pink, uh, it's a V-neck, it's this fabric, it's, you know, two layers, the zipper on the side, everything I told you, right here. All right, charge me. <laughs> oh, they were laughing and had a great time. Oh, my gosh. And I bet you she was really impressed, like, wondering, how in the world did she find it? You know, with all, yeah. all the blouses there, that is really something very, very impressive. No, she eliminated yeah. it because I mentioned that it had no sleeves, and so she just looked on the rack where, you know, the shirts, the blouses didn't have any sleeves. She didn't look through the long sleeves or to, you know, other sections, and I did, and so I found it. <laughs> no, but it was no. a great feeling, actually. Do you find also at the clothing stores, let's say that you go to Macy's or Old Navy, are these places they are also very, very willing to help you to find clothing in, in the store? Oh, my gosh, absolutely. There's one that I like to shop at, and this is New York and Company. Oh, my goodness. The girls are fabulous, and um, I tell them what I want, and they give me, you know, sizes, prizes, colors, different textures, and here I am, you know, going into the fitting room, trying things on until I figure out what it is I'm going to take home. Is that right? Wow. Yeah. I mean, and... and... Yeah, well, your personality is just so wonderful. I'm certain that has a lot to do with it. But you would say for the most part, every time that you've gone to a store and asked them to help you to find something, they've been willing to help. Yes, absolutely. More than 90%. They've been really, really helpful. And sometimes when they're not, I just take a deep breath and say, well, I'll try again if it's something that's not that urgent or request assistance from a different employee. 
um, and thank the person that had just been assisting me. Um, sometimes it's been where the actual manager ends up helping, but for the most part, it works out great. And I mean, I need to understand that if I want them to understand me, I also need to and be patient with my, my situation. I also need to understand them. And maybe they just haven't been exposed to assisting someone with a visual condition. And so it's just a matter of um, being understanding of others as well and being patient and grateful for what it is that they can help with and what they can try to find someone else. I think that's fantastic. I think that's really good. And I'm going to try that. I'm, I'm going to call up a store, talk to the manager, and see if they could, you know, have somebody available or what time of the day might be the best that I could have someone assist me because I have never, ever thought about doing that, and it's wonderful. A now, lot of stores actually like that, that you call ahead of time, you talk to um, someone from customer service, and you may tell them the day or time that you're planning on traveling to the store, and uh, they say, oh, great, and we appreciate you letting us know ahead of time because sometimes we have a few staff members, but that way we'll make sure to have someone available. And, uh, you know, drop down the name of the person that um, you speak with, and that way you can say, well, such and such person said that I would have assistance, and they do very, very well. Now, Elsa, when people do help you, say that it is at a at a clothing store, or maybe you go to Best Buy and you're buying some electronics. Do you do you feel that there's a certain amount that you tip them? Do you tip them a percentage, or do you just usually give them a couple of dollars, or do they not really want to be tipped um, when when they're providing that service? Mm, no, no, and um, from what I understand, a lot of places you're actually not allowed to tip the person that is assisting you because, I mean, it's part of part of their job where something like that might come up and, um, you know, they might be stocking uh, on the, the shelves or just um, gathering shopping carts or whatever, and so they just ask them, you know, stop what you're doing, this person needs help, and... Uh, and follow them, and they'll tell you what, what they need. But no, actually, I have never tipped, and um, the reason is that I was told that they cannot, and others that they would say, thank you, it's a nice gesture, but I would never charge for helping you. Wow. God, that's mm-hmm. really, really nice. You know, Julian, I know that you shop for many different types of electronic gadgets, whether it's computers and cell phones and memory. So I, I do know that you buy things on Amazon or other things online. And, you know, the question that I have for you is, how do you know where you're getting the best price? Let's say that there's something that you want. Maybe it's a flash drive. And is it better for you to buy that online on Amazon or to go to a store such as Fry's and buy it there? Or do any of these stores even compete? Uh, I'm sorry, I, I got disconnected in the midst of uh, the conference, <laughs> so I, I trust you were throwing that question at me as far as uh, yeah, I'm shopping. sorry. I, I think I got the gist of your question though, as far as shopping at electronic stores and and getting stores to compete and match prices. Yes. Um, I've definitely found that uh, stores are very happy to price match. They just don't. Um, they won't necessarily advertise it. But uh, I'll give you a perfect example. Fry's Electronics here locally in the L.A. area. I do this all the time. I'll go in there. If I find something that I like, um, I will scan it. Uh, I have one of the apps in my arsenal is the Amazon Price Check app, and it has a barcode scanner in it. So when I scan anything with that app, it automatically tells me what the product is and how much Amazon sells it for. So I can um, ask the store, hey, will you price match Amazon if I see that there's a significant difference in the price? Uh, and a lot of times they're very happy to do it if you ask them for it. Wow. So you just go up to the manager and show them what you what you have found there on your on your phone, huh? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, the bottom line is, look, they, they you walked in the store, they want you to walk out with something, and they want you to leave some money behind. So I think as long as, as you're reasonable, 
they're uh, they're willing to do stuff. And and you know, it used to only be that only certain stores price match, or only during certain times of the year, et cetera, et cetera. But nowadays, it's it's a tough market out there. It's a cutthroat world, and the online uh, uh, sellers are gaining more and more market share. And the traditional brick and mortar type uh, retailers realize that they have to do something to make you decide that it's worth it to go shop there as opposed to sit at your desk and click away and, and order. So I think once you're in the store, they realize uh, that, that to let you walk out of there without buying something is not a good thing. So they'll price match if you ask them. That is really, really great. And and what about in other situations, if you're actually shopping for a shirt or a pair of slacks or a sport coat, do you find that it's very easy to actually scan that sport coat and actually find it being available online someplace at a, at a cheaper price? You know, I'll be perfectly honest. Most of the time when I do clothes shopping, I tend to uh, go in the store and get help from somebody because I'm I'm really lousy. I don't know anything about fashion. <laughs> so <laughs> I, 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 I'm happy to go in there and, and throw myself at the mercy and say, hey, you know what, I, I'm looking for stuff. I just did this recently, just you know, buy some new clothes for my upcoming trip. And I went in there and uh, I got some great help. You know, these, these people are, are just wonderful. So in that particular instance, uh, you know, I, I suppose I could go and, and play and figure out what it sells for online. But I think there's also something to be said about paying for the help that you're getting. And to me, that's the advantage that going to a traditional brick-and-mortar store has over online shopping is that you can't get that kind of help online. So to me, okay, so maybe Amazon might sell it for a few bucks cheaper, uh, but Amazon didn't help me to, to choose the, the color and the style and, and, and this and that. So I, when it comes to that kind of thing, I, I'm not so uh, I'm not so worried about uh, the money. I, I'm more concerned about getting something that 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 looks good and fits right and feels right. You know, Elsa, when it comes down to clothes like this too, do you find that when you're shopping for clothes, let's say that you know that you typically wear a size two dress, <laughs> and then you buy another dress and it's size two. And they don't fit anything alike. <laughs> Funny you ask. And yes, I've uh, actually um, had to go through that with some jeans. And um, I asked the the person that was assisting me, "You're telling me that this is a size zero, and you're telling me that this is a size two. However, how is it that the zero fits me bigger than the size two? <laughs> Their explanation was. Maybe someone size two or higher tried to get into the size and made it bigger. And I'm thinking, am I trying it? Are you kidding me? <laughs> How is that even possible? Just <laughs> wear it for an hour and then return it. <laughs> I mean, it just really amazed me. But yes, you're right. And it's funny you bring it up because I deal with that a lot. Um, Julian, you're not alone. I'm not really like a fashion follower. I go with what I like. Um, I look for three things. Um, price the quality, the color, and just the way it makes me feel when I'm, in in terms of clothing, you know, the way it makes me feel when I'm wearing it. Those four things, I just, I just have to go check, 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 and if I don't check one of those, then I don't take it. Yeah, because I think that's another problem. If you do purchase clothes online and you really can't try it on, it may actually fit very differently than what you think it is. And that's going to cause problems where you then have to return it or yes. it might be difficult to return. Um, exactly. What, what other types of shopping tips do you have for our listeners for the holidays, Elsa? Do you have any recommendations on how do you find some great deals or any place that you might find gift certificates for restaurants or something like that? Um, I just have to go back to, um, you know, Julian mentioning earlier that he likes to shop at night, and I do kind of the opposite. Um, depending on what I'm buying, I like to go in the morning just because I feel that they stock at night, and um, I find more of what I'm looking for. Um, sometimes I call ahead of time as well if I may um, say, you know, I'm looking for a particular cardigan, this color or this length, do you have anything at the time? 
And they might say, um, no, but call back in, you know, a few days and we'll definitely have something available. They jot down my name. I come in and uh, I have someone ready to assist. You know, that's really great. I bet you so many of these people at the stores, they really do know you. And they probably, you know, look forward to helping you and shopping with you. In some stores, yes, that is the case. And they come up. And, of course, due to the fact that I have my service animal um, who they admire, they say, oh, you know, I remember you. Or sometimes they say, oh, my gosh, I've been standing so long. And I'm so glad to just walk out and, you know, walk around and stretch my legs. Next time you come shopping, can you ask for me? My name is such and such. (laughs) (laughs) And so then you have the employees kind of saying, no, 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 she's for me, she's with me. And so they're they're fighting, you know, um, over to walk around the store and not have to just stand there um, taking people's money as they're they're buying whatever it is they're, they're buying. Oh, that's great. Julian, what are the types of tips uh, do you have as far as where our listeners might find some great deals for holiday gifts or other suggestions to make shopping easier? Well, of course, the the Internet uh, has a never-ending supply of, of advertisement for that kind of stuff, local radio stations give stuff. You know, one thing that's starting to change is this whole notion of Black Friday. Uh, I think we're slowly starting to move away from that. Uh, because now it seems like the, the sales start even before Thanksgiving is over, and sometimes even before it even is Thanksgiving. So I think more and more retailers are slowly but surely moving away from that. And what they're doing is instead uh, uh, just having sales at different times spontaneously uh, for certain things. And this is where, again, it pays to, to be connected electronically because if, if, uh, if you like shopping at a certain store, then uh, getting their app is a good thing because one of the things the app off, I'll get notifications sometimes from different stores whose apps I have installed and say such and such is uh, now on sale at this location, you know, uh, and it will be for the next uh, 36 hours or something like that. So it's uh, it's good to be connected that way. You had also asked about uh, gift cards and things like that. Costco has good deals on gift cards where you typically pay less than the value of the uh, the, the card itself. So sometimes you, you can get some good deals that way as well uh, by looking at Costco. I think there are other outli- online outfits that also do similar things. Uh, I can't for the life of me remember this one that a friend of mine uses all the time where you, he goes and, and does that. It's like you, you get, you get like a, you buy a, you buy like a hundred dollar gift card for like eighty dollars or something like that, or you you, you know you pay eighty dollars and it's eighty dollars plus so much percent. So effectively, that's what it is. Is you're you know it's, it's, so there's a lot of good stuff to be found out there. Uh, the thing is to just you know be patient. Um, and again, like I say, don't uh, try as best as possible. At least I do to not shop during the high traffic times when everybody else is in those stores or everybody else is in, the, in that mall because it's just, it, it's so stressful. And then when you have to try to maneuver, it's bad enough trying to maneuver around obstacles in an everyday world, <laughs> but then you throw in a bunch of frantic shoppers into the mix and it just gets crazy. So I try to always shop during times when maybe it's not uh, the conventional popular time to shop. Oh, yeah. I think those are some great, great ideas. And my brother works at Walmart, and he just says, I cannot stand this time of year. He says, people just throw everything around. Things are on the aisles. People can't walk. People are pushing. They're fighting. And then, usually during this Black Friday, but this year, I know Walmart is open on Thanksgiving Day. People were fighting over a a very very cheaply made DVD player. You know, people are literally fighting over them. He says these are not even good quality, and people are fighting. He goes, I don't know why this happens, but uh, those suggestions that you and Alpha have are really good ones in terms of go when it's not as crowded. Call up the manager to see if they could make a person available to help you to shop. And uh, who knows, many of these places, they may even gift wrap these gifts for you. That would be something that would be really nice. You know, one thing I want to share real quickly is the fact that uh, the other day, we had a problem with a car and we needed a part. 
and this was a particular hose, but the hose was something that was really difficult to get out, and I didn't want to completely remove the hose until I knew that I can get the replacement. So I had the great idea, let's take the cell phone and let's take a picture of it and took it from a few different angles and took it to the car parts place and let him look at it. And he said, yep, this is the greatest thing. I'm so glad you brought this picture. And uh, he did have that hose and we're able to repair it. So if there's something that you're looking for or maybe you've seen something on somebody, uh, go ahead and take a picture of them and Take it to your store and see if that person could find that exact blouse or that same sweater for you. You know, at this time, what I like to do is I like to open it up to all of our people that are on the line. And if any of you have some suggestions of things that make shopping easier or some great gift ideas, or like Julian said, I didn't know Costco has those gift certificates, but... That's a major discount if it's 20%. Um, maybe you could share some of those things with us. So does anybody have any suggestions? And if you do, unmute your phone by pressing star six and uh, let us hear some of your ideas. Hi, this is Annette. What I do, I do a lot of what was said and I don't do a lot, but I heard some great things. But I shop everywhere. I go to department stores, outlet shopping, shop online. I get the emails when they tell me I have discounts. It's, it's fabulous. But there is something I do, which is I started doing. When I go outlet shopping to an outlet mall, like premium outlets or something, and I go into a store and I'm thinking about buying something, what I do is I then leave the store, I take my phone, and I start going online with my phone to price check to see if I'm really getting a great price. Uh, oh, uh-huh. uh, I've done that because one time I bought something, and when I got home, I did it. and found out I could have gotten it cheaper. So, um, so that that is one thing I've done mm. if I'm out if I'm doing shopping out there. Oh, is that right? So the outlets aren't always necessarily the cheapest, huh? <laughs> no, and you have to be careful of your quality there too. So you have to know what you're buying. But I also like to do my own price check now just to make sure, okay, I think that's a good price, but let, I just, just let me double-check that. Yeah, and that, and that works for me. And how do you do that, Nanette? Let's say that you did find a blouse. How do you go online to search for that same blouse? Do you just go into Google and you type the name of the blouse? or? Yeah, basically I'll put in... Um, and I'm information. Sometimes if I want to get something, there's a name of it, like like all designers, let's say it's a pair of shoes or sneakers, and they'll, they'll put a name on it. So then I'll go, I'll Google, and I'll put in the, the name of the designer and the name of the um, the brand, and, and then it'll come up. Um, I don't normally like to do it on the phone. I actually prefer to use my iPad when I'm at home for that because I, I can use that better. But I will do it now since since I felt I paid a little bit too much for something once and I shouldn't have. Um, but I heard some great ideas here today. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely I'm going out tomorrow shopping. I'm going to be more assertive. There you go. This is the answer for everything. Be like Elsa. I'm going to. I've been very fortunate because um, I've, I've just had great experience and in terms of uh, what's been said, you know, before um, I went out Best Buy to buy a CD player, and um, the person that was assisting me showed me a couple, and I had made my choice, and he said, okay, it's um, $200 for this uh, CD player, and um, I thought, okay, great, well, I really like it, I'm, I'm just going to take it, you know, radio, uh, CD player, cassette player, um, for an iPhone as well, you can put your iPhone there and listen to your music, and he said, Wait, just wait a minute. We have another one. It's the exact same kind. However, I don't know what happened. It's just a box that was returned. And I thought, uh, I don't know if I want to deal with the return. Um, mm-hmm. Something might be wrong with it. And he said, no, actually, it's still within the styrofoam. It looks as if they just literally just opened the box, looked at it, and they said, maybe I don't like this, so I'm not going to keep it, and I'm going to send it back. And um, 
I thought, well, I don't know. My dad was with me, and I said, what do you think, Dad? And he said, no, well, you know, it looks perfectly fine. And then the employee said, well, even if it doesn't and something, you know, happens, you don't like the way it sounds, you can bring it back, and you'll get your money. Just keep your receipt. Well, I ended up saving $30. Wow. For getting the one that had the box opened. And I was very grateful that the actual employee chose to, you know, be helpful and honest and tell me about that rather than just say, all right, let's sell her this other one for $200. Yeah, that that is great. You know, there are some good people out there in the world. I like yes. that. <laughs> I had that same thing happen at Best Buy. Um, and you get the same warranties and everything, so you're not losing anything when you get the same warranties. Mm-hmm. That yep. is great. Let's see, does anybody else out there have some suggestions for shopping or finding great bargains? Okay, great. And, Hi, Dr. Uh, Bill, it's Richard. I've been on the call, but it was been so loud that I, I didn't want to get on the phone because it would, it would, it would ruin the conversation. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Richard. I appreciate that. But, you know, it kind of reminds me of something I recently heard on the radio, and it was where there was a gentleman... And he was eating at a uh, little little restaurant, and he saw a grandfather and his son eating dinner. And he just thought, my goodness, this is so wonderful to see this grandfather taking his grandson out to eat. So he told the waiter, waiter, let me get their bill, but don't tell them anything. And so that man left, and he paid for the, the older men and his grandson's dinner. And the grandfather asked the waiter, can I have my check? And he says, oh, it was taken care of. He says, by who? He says, well, the gentleman, he left already. And that man said, you know what? I'd like to pay for that couple over there. Can I have their check and let me pay for theirs, but don't tell them. And this continued on and on. And there was something like 24 different people paid for the meals of somebody else just because that one man did it and it kind of was a sense of kindness that really spread throughout. And uh, maybe that's another type of thing that we'll find this Christmas. We might make somebody's day by buying them a cup of coffee or even just a a, a lollipop or something there. And uh, before we head on out this evening, I wanted just to see if Richard is is still on the line. If he had something he wanted to share, well, I, I will I will say that um, I, I do shop at Costco, and I'm a big fan of that, and I find their customer service to be very helpful. Um, and that's what I've used. I appreciate what Julian and Elsa have contributed, and I am just you know we really really appreciate you hanging on with us during the call, and I want to wish all of you just a wonderful wonderful Thanksgiving where you all eat a lot of food and a lot of drink. We'd also like to thank you, Mr. Dick Burden from Airs Alley, for recording this as well as all the other podcasts that we have. And this will be available at www.airsla.org. And it will also be on the cclvi.org website. And we'd also just like to thank all of you who joined in this evening to share your valuable tips and suggestions so that we could all have just a a wonderful holiday season with a lot of fun shopping. So until next month, this is Dr. Bill Takeshita wishing the very best to you, and I want to thank you very much, Elsa and Julian. Thank you so much. Okay, good night, everybody.